Securities and investment advisory services offered through Next Financial Group, member FINRA SIPC. Sierra Ridge Wealth Management is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is a price-weighted index of 30 actively traded blue-chip stocks. The S&P 500 is a market-cap-weighted index composed of the common stocks of 500 leading companies in leading industries of the U.S. economy. This material is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Past performance does not guarantee future performance. All the views expressed are those of Hunter and not those of Sierra Ridge Wealth Management or Next Financial Group. Next does not provide tax or legal advice. going on everybody welcome back to the wealth accelerator podcast hunter lowry here i'm a financial advisor and my goal is to help you to create a family legacy not just short-term wealth well uh you might hear it i'm not sure if this is coming through on the audio but it is just absolutely dumping rain outside right now i think that's the theme for 2023 so far at least here in northern california is cold dark and rainy. It's never ever going to end it feels like but (laughs) it's okay that's a good thing. So anyways last week I actually was down in Arizona. We had our annual Sierra Ridge conference. It was absolutely fantastic. I finally got to see the sun. I wore a short sleeve shirt which felt super weird but it was so so great. Really informative. We actually went down to Scottsdale, Arizona. Sit at the McCormick for any of you Scottsdale people. There were so many nice golf courses around there but I did not have my golf clubs. It was really depressing. (laughs) I didn't have enough time to golf anyways. We uh, flew in on Wednesday afternoon, had a little happy hour meet and greet Wednesday night, Thursday meetings all day, leave Friday. So very quick trip, but learned a lot. And those conferences are always fun. You know how it is. You leave them, feel motivated, excited, uh, just ready to take action on all the things that you learned. So now back up here in California, back in the office after the little half vacation, half work trip. But, you know, we talked about step one in building wealth a few episodes back of uh, protection. And then we had the awesome interviews with Maria Casillas. And if you haven't checked those out, go give them a listen because Maria is absolutely fantastic. She's so smart and so in tune with the behavioral aspects of money. And I talk a lot about money, obviously. (laughs) I read a lot about money. And I still learned a lot from that conversation with Maria, things that I've never thought of before or heard before. And she's so great because she has some really unique ways of approaching topics that feel a little bit mundane and boring, but they really personalize them and she just helps make it really fun. And also, you know, aside from just theory, she had some best practices that you can implement now into your daily life that you can utilize in order to stretch your money out just a little bit further. We all feel the inflation issues, bad market conditions, interest rate hikes, banks failing. There are a lot of things to complain about, but Maria has a lot of really great tips to help you to get past these challenges. So tune into those interviews if you haven't already. You will really, really like them and learn a lot. But back to the steps towards really building wealth. After we went over your protection aspect with your emergency fund, proper insurance coverages, we now get to move on to the fun stuff. Investing and growing your net worth. It's kind of funny though to think that investing is the step that fires me up. (laughs) Most people don't even want to think about it. It bores them. But realistically, this is the part where you get to make your money grow and watch it work 
for you. So there are a couple key things to keep in mind when you're going about your investments. First thing, we wanna generate tax-free growth. The more tax-free growth that we can produce for you, the better off you're going to be in the long run. So we need to set up the correct accounts for you to accomplish this. I see it all the time with retired clients and older clients that they come to me, we end up moving their assets over and everything is in pre-tax accounts. Traditional IRAs, traditional 401ks, SEP IRAs, anything that you have not paid taxes on. And it's not a bad thing. I'm not saying that investing into traditional accounts is a bad thing. But the, the tough part is, you know, once they start to withdraw on that money or potentially want to make large purchases with those accounts that they've built up over their entire lifetime, you're having to pay ordinary income tax on that money, right? As you pull it out, you pull out $100,000 in a year from a traditional IRA, it's as if you made $100,000 that year, you're taxed at your ordinary income tax rates. So that's just something to keep in mind. Again, in my personal opinion, we want to pay taxes on the seed, not on the harvest. I'm a big fan of generating as much tax-free growth as possible because then once you go to retire and once you want to start utilizing these assets, everything that you have in those accounts is net tax-free in your pocket. You never owe a dime of taxes to anybody, ever. And a lot of times people will say, man, Hunter, I wish that I knew that when I was younger. Well, here I am telling you that. Hopefully you have the time to start those accounts or maybe do some Roth conversions and things, but we could always talk about that if you feel that that's necessary for yourself. So. Second thing that we need to pay attention to is how much you are contributing, which people always think of this as a dollar amount, but it's not, it's a percentage. Because I get this question a lot, Hunter, I'm investing $10,000 a year, is that good? And then when I get that question, I give the answer that I know you guys love, everybody likes to hear this, it depends. <laughs> if you're making $70,000 a year and you're investing $10,000, yeah, that's a good amount. But if you're making $250,000 a year of income, investing $10,000 is way too low. We wanna get somewhere around 15% of your gross annual income invested into retirement per year, and then you're going to kill it, absolutely kill it. So then the job is, once we get that 15% being invested, we need to spread it out into different account types to make sure that we are tax advantaged as we possibly can be. And the higher your income is, sometimes a little bit more complicated this can be because there are contribution limits to a lot of these tax advantage accounts, right? You can only put so much into your Roth IRA and Roth 401k and such. So then um, it, you know, if you're a high income earner, we have to start talking about non-retirement accounts or, or other investment strategies. But for a lot of people, they can get 15% of their income invested just within their Roth IRA and Roth 401k. So it's pretty simple for them there. Then it's all growing tax free. So the last part of this equation is utilizing diversification and time. This is the biggest part that I actually see people mess up because people want the home run. They want to get rich quick. They want that penny stock that's going to blow up 500% in the next month. And it's like that commercial. I don't know what company it is. Obviously, it wasn't that good of a commercial because I can't remember <laughs> remember the company. But I do remember the slogan because it they would somebody would shout from the window, "It's my money and I want it now." <laughs> but it's an interesting concept because I was actually in a meeting with a new potential client yesterday morning, and they were telling me that they use a lot of individual stocks, and you know they basically wanted help having a more hands-on approach with things, not having to rely on doing all the trading and. and asset management on their own and actually building out a financial plan. You know, something that I hear quite often. But the husband told me his stocks were up 43% this year. I mean, that's 
big. That's a big gain in less than four months. Honestly, he's killed it. And you're going to think this is counterintuitive, but what I told him was, man, without even looking at your portfolio, I'm getting a red flag on that. Because in order to get a 43% gain over the last four months, you must have been extremely concentrated in one or two sectors, most likely into a couple tech companies. But if all of your positions are up today, or you had a major, major boost in a very short amount of time, yeah, that's a good thing for now. But, you know, it also means that you could potentially have a problem. You could potentially not be diversified enough and you may be setting yourself up for a lot of downside risk that you don't even know you're exposed to. But again, I do hear that a lot. Oh, Hunter, my portfolio, it's up 15% over the last month or 60% last week or whatever. Uh, honestly, I guess hearing that a lot, it's not true. I hear it often enough because it is really hard to get a 60% gain in a month, right? Especially with the current market conditions. But it can happen if you're very, very exposed to one individual stock. But a lot of times they, they tell you about the up part, right? They pick that one stock that's up a lot, but they don't tell you about that they were down 40% the month before or 80% last year or whatever it was. You know, they, they most likely, a lot of times these people are still trying to get back to net even from the bad times that might have just happened. It's super volatile, bouncing all over the place. And I, I just personally don't believe in going all in on home run hits like this. I believe in being well diversified in a long-term aggressive manner. And for most of my clients that have eight plus years until retirement, I recommend normally that we take that aggressive approach. But being aggressive is relative. What you think is aggressive and I think is aggressive might not be on the same scale. You might think being aggressive is 100% Rivian stock or 100% Bitcoin, but <laughs> to me, that's not aggressive. That's just craziness and gambling at that point. For myself, being aggressive is having somewhere between 80 to 95% equity exposure across different stocks, ETFs, and mutual funds that cover all sectors of the market. Large cap, mid cap, small cap, international, emerging markets, tech, consumer discretionary, healthcare, all sorts of different sectors and exposures. And then the remaining, the remaining amount of money, we can spread across different bond durations for that more long-term stability aspect. But that's what I would deem as an aggressive account. And then we can go ahead and overweight some different sectors depending on what the current market conditions are. But by doing this, and with my definition of aggressiveness, we don't see those insane volatile swings that could happen maybe when Silicon Valley Bank goes under or when COVID happens. And don't get me wrong, Diversifying like this doesn't mean that you're never gonna see down years. That doesn't mean that you're not gonna have some volatility, but if we can limit losses and still achieve upside potential and just be more steady, hit single after single, maybe throw a double in there, then it comes down to consistent contributions and time. And I love showing people future value calculations. You hear me talk about it all the time on this show. I, I just like for people to see these numbers and get it across to them. So. Let's just go over a fictional case really quick. Let's say you're 35 years old, you make $150,000 per year. Then our goal would be to invest $22,500 into some tax-free growth investments. So let's just assume you're maxing out your Roth 401k at that point. You basically have 25, 24 and a half years, but let's just call it 25 years until you can touch your money at age 59 and a half for retirement accounts. And then let's assume over that 25-year time frame, you get an average annual rate of return of 10%. Remember, this is not meaning that you get 10% every single year. Sometimes you might get 25% up year and a 10% down year, even with a diversified portfolio. But we're talking about an average annual rate of return of 10% over that time frame. So if you invested that 22,500 over that 25 year time frame, 
when you go to retire, you would have just barely shy of $2.5 million. All of which, if you if we did this correctly, would be tax-free, net in your pocket. You would not pay a dime in taxes on that $2.5 million. So that's also assuming that you never get a company match. That's also assuming that you never get a raise, and then consequently, you never increase your investments. So guys, it's not that hard. You wanna have more money earlier? Budget better and invest more, because the two biggest variables that are in this equation, in my mind, they're time and contribution amounts. They're not, pick, it's not picking the perfect stock at the very right time with a small contribution to turn $1,000 into half a million. That is not the way to go about it. It will drive you crazy. You will have an extremely volatile account. You will make quick, bad decisions and you will lose more over time. The recipe for success, I'm telling you, it's honestly not that hard. Long term, to have a high net worth, you need three variables, time, consistency, and you need contributions. But it's easier said than done. If it was actually that easy, everybody would be a millionaire. It takes a lot of discipline, it takes some knowledge, and it takes a good game plan. But I'm telling you, you can do it. This is, in my mind, not that hard of an equation, and you can greatly increase your net worth, your net worth and your nest egg by following that formula. So guys, if you would ever like help going over your current situation, talking about your specific goals and how we can achieve those goals while taking on less risk, I would love to help you out. You can always schedule a one-on-one -on -one discovery call on my personal calendar with myself at hunterlowry.com. All right, guys, it's a great day to have a great day, everybody. Take care.